Emily. And I'm Amber, your host of Beyond the Pages, a podcast that we created in order to talk about all things books and bring you authors we love. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about our favorite book recommendations based off of their trope. Um, we have lots of tropes that we're going to be talking about, lots of books. I think it's going to be a fun time. Um, but before we dive in, Amber and I wanted to update you guys on what we are reading this week. And it is the same book. This week, we are reading House of Flame and Shadow, as a lot of you guys are reading. We're loving it. We cannot believe it's here. And we'll leave it at that. We hope you guys are enjoying it, too. Because, you know. Who doesn't love Sarah J. Mass? I mean, some people don't, but the girls who get it, get it, you know? <laughs> this is true. One day soon, maybe not soon, but one day kind of soon, we will talk about all of our thoughts on, on that book with you, but we'll save that for a later day after everybody has time to read it and process it. Yeah, we're not about spoilers for sure, so... We will be waiting. But today we're going to be talking about book recs of our favorite tropes. We absolutely love a wide variety of tropes. And I absolutely enjoy getting book recommendations based on certain tropes because, you know, there's just some tropes and kind of frameworks in books that I don't love. Like one of mine that I don't love, I don't love second chance romance. I just, oh, I don't know. That's a personal thing, though. But when I hear a book is second chance, I'm kind of skeptical. But when I hear a book is about my favorite tropes, I'm all for it. So we're here to give you guys all the recs about books we've personally loved. First up, one of both of our favorite tropes, I think, um, is the forced proximity trope. There is just something about two people having to be together, like physically, you know, forced. Mm-hmm. That makes me go wild for a book makes me go wild the angst the tension I feel like it adds up in those books and I love when it's paired with like an enemies to lovers or like somehow something forbidden he's like kidnapped her in some fantasy world or um just some like element like that it's always very good but yeah some of so our true. book recs for forced proximity are beach read by emily henry the right move by liz tomford the seven year slip by ashley poston wildfire by hannah grace wretched by emily mcintyre and hidden waters by katherine coles and there's a lot of different tropes in those books as well. Um, like The Right Move has some fake dating, Sister's Best Friend, Wildfire has like this camp counselor vibe that's just like so dreamy. It makes you just want to go be a camp counselor and just forget your life for a little bit. Um, Wretched has some like FBI agent investigating a drug dealer. And they're, he's forced to be on her case. So they're like forced proximity, but like just 
taboo a little bit, forbidden. Like, you just don't know how it's going to work out in the end because obviously, you know, he needs to bust her if <laughs> she's a drug dealer. But, you know, all the yummy things in the forced proximity trope, for sure. That is a good one. Um, and I think a big thing big factor in all the tropes that we're talking about today is that they're they're all tropes that we love as like standalone tropes but they also have other tropes built into them so wonderfully also um like you said with the forced proximity there could be fake dating there could be um like found family they have all these other tropes within them that just complement them so well mm-hmm. um mm. One of my favorite tropes uh, is fake dating. Yes. I, <laughs> I don't know why, because in real life, this doesn't happen. But that's probably why I like it so much, because some of these stories are just so out there that you know they would never happen. Um, but I love the tension, the reason for the fake dating, and of course, the ending. It always ends, usually, how we like it to. Yeah. It's predictable. Like we, and I mean, you know what's going to happen. They fake day and they're going to fall in love. Like, you know what's coming. But we love it anyways. We adore so true. it anyways. So true. Some of our favorite fake dating book recs um, are Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher, Glimmers of You by Katherine Coles, The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren, Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez, the Deal by L. Kennedy and Practice Makes Perfect by Sarah Adams. Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher is also a workplace romance and a billionaire romance. And it's Work- so yummy. Workplace romances? Yes. Yours mm-hmm. truly is also a workplace romance. And, you know, they're not necessarily like forbidden necessarily in these books. Like they can happen, but. Man, are they good. Yours truly was probably one of my favorite reads last year. So beautiful. So good. In Terms of Conditions was also really good. I mean, the end of that book in the van with the dog. I'm gone. I'm gone. If you know, you know. So good. So. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, And I think it probably goes without saying, um, but all of these books that we're talking about are books that. one of us or both of us have read and we loved like we don't just like these books we love these books so we can't shut up about these books (laughs) (laughs) some of them you have probably heard us talk about before yes if you hear me say the seven year slip one more time you guys (laughs) might just have to go buy it because it's not good um another favorite of my tropes is grumpy sunshine and i absolutely love a grumpy male um, character. But some of the book recommendations that we have for this trope would be The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, Heartless by Elsie Silver, Love Me Today by A.L. Jackson, One Look by Lena Hendricks, and Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. And some of those are just... So, so good. Heartless, Daddy Cade, 
Chestnut Springs, Elsie Silver. We're probably going to say Daddy Kate every episode. So be ready. Get on the same page with us and read Heartless because it's so good. <laughs> but love, love, love the grumpy sunshine. Me too. Me too. And as I'm like looking at our list, a lot of our grumpy sunshine recommendations are also like single parent and nanny um, books also, but it's something about the single in the case of all these books, the single dad, when he's so grumpy, he's like, he's just pissed and tired and struggling and grumpy. He's just grumpy. There's something about like when he's grumpy, but like, likes her like he's not grumpy to her that just gets me it's like he hates everybody but her and it's just like oh he hates everybody Heart. but her <laughs> even though we that's a really red flag in real oh. life if he hates everyone but you that's probably not okay <laughs> if he doesn't you know interact with others like red flag investigate that a little more but we do love a fictional grumpy yeah. man Bonus points if they're single dads. But. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which brings us to our next trope that we love would be a single parent trope. Mm-hmm. Is We have so many recommendations on this. We tried to mix it up a little bit with some that maybe you guys haven't read or heard of. Because I know that's a pretty popular trope right now. But. Uh, yeah. Some of our single parent. I always want to say single dad. Probably because I'm a female. And so I'm, you know, if I were to be looking, I'd be looking for a single dad. But single parent um, trope wrecks are The Takeover by T.L. Swan, Caught Up by Liz Tom Ford, Kai Rhodes, I Will Move On, Juniper <laughs> Hill by, by Devney Perry, Gifts by Bryn Asher, 13 Candles by Sienna Judd. And Between the Lines by Brandy. Um, Brandy P. Brandy P. So, yes, single parent books, always, we always eat them up. Um, If I had to choose a favorite, which I don't like choosing favorites, out of this list, it would be Caught Up by Liz Tom Ford. Because Kai Rhodes is the yummiest single parent I've ever read about. And he's a professional athlete. Yeah. And I feel like in that book, there were so many characters to love. There were so many aspects of the book that were beautiful. And like you loved the main characters, but then you loved Monty or you loved just the different people. The way that book made me sob. Mm. Sob. As a single parent, I feel like it hit me a little harder. Um. Than just like the average person, I guess. But some of the things that happened, we both have a little boy that was around the age of the boy in the book. So I feel like that book just hit us in the heart. Mm -hmm. The heart. It's a special book. And The Takeover by T.L. Swan. That is one book where I laughed so hard I cried. Because it's kind of a different single parent book. There's some aspects of like a billionaire romance and these two adults that are kind of like business rivals a little bit um they get together 
Her husband has passed away. She has three boys. And I think the youngest is around 10. So they're not super young at all. And the guy comes over and it is a shit show. They try to chase him off so hard. And he literally runs as fast as he can to his car. I'm pretty sure he's yelling for like help or something. And he runs to his car like he is terrified. And I was laughing so hard because it's just it's a funny one that relationship like this billionaire single guy is like dating this mom with three older kids and he just has no idea what he's in for so when he finds out what he's in for he is terrified (laughs) but it's really cute it's cute to see how much he changes and like the relationship with the kids I feel like a lot of times single parent books the kids are pretty young and so you don't really see those relationships build but in this one you totally could see it and I really enjoyed it Oh, love a good single parent trope. Love it. Um, another one of our favorite tropes, which I'm going to let my lovely co-host talk about because this <laughs> is like her domain, <laughs> is the why choose trope. And I don't know what that says about me, that that's my domain. I don't know. I don't know. But I do love a good why choose. And I really enjoy a lot of different genres in this genre so some of the ones on our list are fantasy some of them are dark romance some of them are just kind of light romance I mean as light as you can get with the white shoes but um the book recommendations on the white shoes list would be triple duty bodyguards by lily gold den of vipers by k.a knight moonlit temptation by penelope black broken bonds by jay brie Flock by Kate Stewart and Nanny for the Neighbors by Lily Gold. And The Broken Bonds is the series called The Bonds That Tie, which is a six book series. It's a fantasy series and it is a heavy white shoes. I wouldn't say it's like the most graphic spice of that I've read of books, but it is pretty intense and I highly recommend I read that as one of my first Why Choose books, and I loved it. I think I read all six books in three or four days. I devoured because the plot is really good. Um, I don't think it necessarily even gets spicy at all until the end of the second book or the beginning of the third. I can't really remember. But not each book is just, I mean, it's focused on it to a point because it's part of the plot, but the plot is also just so involved like you have to know more each book ends in a huge cliffhanger and they're all available on kindle unlimited so binge your hearts out because they're wonderful but love a good white shoes den of vipers is a dark one i will say that probably the darkest white shoes i've read but it's good it's i love a good white shoes where just all the different relationships that come together. It's always pretty predictable. There's always one that's really eager and friends with her and like buddy, buddy. And there's the one that like resists everything. And then there's the grumpy one. And then there's the one in charge. There's always like one in charge of like the pack, the group, (laughs) North Draven. If you've read the bonds that tie absolutely yummy, but anyways, those are some of our book recs for white shoes books. 
And another one of our favorite tropes that I feel like is one I didn't think I'd read a lot of. And then we started making a list and I was like, we have read so many of this one, but would be the brother's best friend trope, which if you say brother's best friend, I'm going to read it basically. So (laughs) same, same. And I'm going to say it's one of my favorite tropes, but I think I've said that about every trope we've talked about. So just, you know, everything we talk about on this podcast, we love you guys. So we are enthusiastic about our books. Um, But some of our recommendations for Brother's Best Friend are Play With Me by Becca Mack, A False Start by Elsie Silver, Watch Your Mouth by Candy Steiner, One Touch by Lena Hendricks, Line of Scrimmage by Erin McKenzie, and Holding the Reins by Paisley Hope. Oh, and you guys, these are all so good. Um, Some of them are sports romance. Some of them are small town romance. Some of them are grumpy sunshine. Um, I feel like with Brother's Best Friend, you're able to get such a wide variety of everything else that comes with books, you know? Brother's best friend is just like one, it's a big factor in the book and in the relationship a lot of the times, but there's always more to it. Um, But it's something, again, about it being forbidden, usually, usually. I mean, truthfully, your brother probably wants you to be with a guy like his best friend, right? But for some reason, the guys always think the sister's off limits or, you, you know, so yeah. it feels it feels forbidden sometimes, but mm. and I love when brother's best friend gets spicy. Oh yes, I love it. I don't know why it oh, just yes. feels like it's not supposed to be. So it's like, ooh, they're doing it. <laughs> One of my favorites on this list that I devoured in a matter of hours. I could not put it down. Was One Touch by Lena Hendricks, and that one's also like an ex-boyfriend's older brother and that was a fun little like twist in it not twist but little fun thing in it and that one had like HTV vibes of they're redoing this big house together and they are just forced proximity they're both trying to work but the tension and the angst are just yummy and it's good. It's very good. So mm-hmm. totally recommend those ones. Yes. Another trope that we love, maybe me more than others, would be the age gap trope. I have recently become someone who really enjoys a good age gap in a book, whether it's the girl or the guy. But I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. So, anyways. Our list includes Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas, Here With Me by Brooke Montgomery, Praise by Sarah Kate, Ashes of You by Catherine Coles, Eyes on Me by Sarah Kate, and Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. And half of those books are (laughs) also... Um, ex-boyfriend's dad, which, you know, don't knock it till you try it, I guess. I, (laughs) reading the books, I mean, 
but uh I have found I really enjoy that trope so I don't know again what that says about me but I really enjoyed them and Ashes of You is a new one that came out that we both loved we love a good Catherine Coles book and we've been waiting for Lawson's story forever Part of Your World was one I really loved. She is in her upper 30s and he's in his 20s. So it's a little bit of a reverse there. But it's good. It's a trope that even if maybe you don't feel like you'd like it, I feel you should try maybe a light, lighter one. Because like Eyes on Me, that's a heavier one. Like that one's a little more taboo. It's pretty spicy. Dora, don't come at me but I loved it. Um, That one's got some fun extra things in it, but we love a good age gap. I don't know what it is, why that is appealing, because in real life, you know, I don't feel like I'd enjoy that at all. There's one, the biggest age gap I've ever read. I don't even want to talk about it necessarily because it sounds so bad. But the biggest age gap I read was, um, I think he was in his upper 50s and she was like 22. So that one was bad, but it was good, you know, bad but good. Those are my thoughts, scattered and unfiltered, bad but good. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I read it again? Yes. But was it weird? Yes. All of the above. Mm -hmm. I feel like... For me, age gap is not a trope that I would like immediately be drawn to. But when I have read an age gap book, like Ashes of You, or there were some other ones on the list up there, 13 Candles by Sienna Judd is an age gap book. Um, I've loved them when I have read them. But the age gap trope is not what has drawn me into the book, if that makes sense. So yeah, I agree. Don't knock it till you try it. Um. Because the age gap books that I have read, I have enjoyed a lot, a lot, actually. So, you know, ex-boyfriend's dad, I might, you know, wait a little while for, but (laughs) those are your upper level spice tiers, (laughs) you know, if you're not comfortable with regular spice, don't move on to that because you will regret life. But if you're ready to move to the next level, come join us. No, I'm just kidding. But... (laughs) Once you read so much spice, I feel like things stop surprising me, which is good and bad. I mean, I don't know if that's the same for everyone, but the more dark romance I read, the more, you know, taboo, kinky spice I read, the more I'm like, hmm, that's pretty normal. But is it normal? No. I'd rather you read something and like, be like, yeah. I can get down with this as opposed to being like, ew, no, go away, you know? Oh, for sure. And I feel like it educates me about, you know, the world around me. Um, There's things that I would never be okay with. Why choose books? I am not going to be okay with, you know, five men with me at one time. That's not something I desire in any way, shape, or form. But there's just certain things that, you know, I feel like people are into. In terms of like the kinkier books I've read. And so I feel like it's educated me to kind of be more accepting of others. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain things that I do not tolerate in books. I do not tolerate 
or appreciate the glorification of, you know, non-consensual anything. And so mm-hmm. there's certain things that, of course, you know, I read and I'm like, no, this is disgusting. But for the most part, you know, I think there's everybody's got their differences and it's kind of cool to read about all kinds of things. I don't know. That's just kind of my opinion on reading all sorts of books because, you know, agree. Everybody, everybody's got their stuff. Agreed. Um, another trope that we love is the friends to lovers trope. Um, and this is a trope for me that if it's done right, it is like, yes, please give me more. Um, but it's also a trope that can kind of be not done right. I guess, I guess is one way to say it. Um, but it's, I don't know. I feel like it's an easy one to kind of butcher if it's not handled correctly. Agreed. Um, Because I feel like they're so predictable sometimes. And just like the communication aspect, you're like, dude, you've, your best friends you've been in love with each other everybody else knows about this how are you so stupid but yeah i feel like in friends to lovers there's always a lot of miscommunication like you just said and i think all of us can probably agree that miscommunication is so the worst. frustrating like ugh. if i'm gonna get frustrated over a book a romance book it's probably because there's miscommunication when it's like glaringly obvious in your face that mm-hmm. just freaking talk about it, people. But I digress. Some of our um, favorite Friends to Lovers books are Butcher and Blackbird by Bryn Weaver, The Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams, Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey, All or Nothing by Lo Everett. Always Mine by Laura Pavlov and Love Light Farms by B.K. Borison. This is like, now that I'm looking at it and talking about it, this is such an interesting list because we have some sports romance. We have some small town romance. There's some fake dating and there's some like dark rom-com all in the friends to lovers trope. (laughs) But it's like, it's a universal trope, right? Yes. Don't even get me started on Butcher and Blackbird. I could have a whole episode on Butcher and Blackbird because that is basically my Roman Empire at the moment. I'm so excited for Leather and Lark in June. So I don't know how I'm going to wait very long. But Butcher and Blackbird is like the cutest dark romance. It's like a (laughs) rom-com. Serial killers that... Our best friends for years. I wouldn't necessarily say best friends, but they're friendly and they gather each year to do this like little competition. And they're obviously in love with each other and everybody else knows about them. But then like as they start spending more time and it's so good. It's so good. But it is dark. If you can't handle some graphic like descriptions of maybe some gross things such as like decaying bodies or like um like accidental cannibalism a little bit that's a trigger warning oh (laughs) so they're serial killers and basically what they do is they go kill bad guys so they kill the sex traffickers they kill 
um, people hurting other people. In this case, they gathered for the year. Someone helps like assign them a city each year. And they has, are supposed to go to the city. And they're supposed to figure out who they're needing to kill. And then the first one to kill him wins. <laughs> Sounds so bad, but it's so good. They get to one city and they realize that it's a cannibal. They don't realize it in time before they have dinner at his house. And so, I, anyways, I'll shut up about that now. But I loved it. And I hope you guys love it too. And I've heard the audiobook is fantastic. I've even heard some people, like their husbands are listening to it and they're liking it, even though they're like, what is this? But then they're like halfway through. So, super good. Love it. I have also heard great things about that audio. I have not yet read or listened to Butcher and Blackbird. It's on my list. Um, But yeah, I've heard the narrator of that book is fantastic. So, maybe that's the route I'll go. but yeah, and then our final, last but not least, trope that we're going to talk about today. Again, if it's done right, it is wonderful. Is the enemies to lovers trope? Yes, enemies to lovers. I feel like it's such a basic answer to like, what tropes do you love? And everyone's like, enemies to lovers. Like, I don't know. But there's just something about enemies to lovers that I feel like just makes the story really good. And our recommendations for those books are Brutal Prince by Sophie Lark, A Dawn of Onyx by Kate Golden, The Puck Secret by G.N. Wright, Tempt Our Fate by Kat Singleton, The Book of Asriel by Amber V. Nicole, and Air of Fire by Sarah J. Mass. But some of those books, man, are like true enemies to lovers. I love a good true enemies to lovers because sometimes... It says it's enemies to lovers, but they really just don't like each other for a second. And then they're in love or one of them's been in love the whole time and the other just didn't know it. I don't know. It's not always my favorite. But Brutal Prince is the first book in the series by Sophie Lark. It's a dark mafia romance. But Brutal Prince, man, true enemies to lovers. It's like arranged marriage of mafia families. And man, oh man, do they not like each other. And they make it known. (laughs) But then it's like, just so good at the end. So, so good. Same with the Book of Asriel. That one is a fantasy book. Amber V. Nicole just announced the third book that will be coming out soon. So that is super exciting. But this is a true enemies to lovers. Like, they are trying to kill each other for reals in the first part of the book like they are just the way that it is you know the different creatures that they are whether they're human or not kind of just all the things about it are just genetically made to hate each other so they are just like in eliminate mode eliminate each other but it's so so good loved that one i love enemies to lovers like you said if they are true enemies to lovers i will still read a book if they're enemies-ish to lovers but i love like air of fire by our girl sjm in that book rowan whitethorn is a dick like yeah he is hateful he is you don't want you don't like him at all um but the way that his relationship progresses 
with Aelin and the way they turn from truly enemies to lovers, just like there's something about it that makes you go feral. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So good. And again, red flags. Hello. Would we ever let men treat us like this in real life? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Or we shouldn't. I mean, no. You shouldn't. We'll if someone tells you they're better off, you're better off dead, like Rowan did. Yeah. Do not Bye. tolerate that. For reals. Bye. We are pro relationship, healthy relationship here. So we're not trying to glorify that kind of thing. But it is pretty cool yeah. to see the relationships grow in a lot of these books. Yes. In a fic in the fictional world, enemies to lovers is so so yummy. So yummy. Um, but yeah, those are all of the tropes that we have in all of our book recommendations. Um, we did make some graphics, so we'll post those. That way you guys have a reference because I know we just spit out the names of a lot of different books. Um, and we'd love to hear your recommendations also. Um, but, Amber, I have a question for you. Yes. If you had to choose one trope, to be your favorite, your top tier Roman Empire trope out of the ones we talked about, what would you choose? Hmm. I would probably say if I had to pick one, it would be forced proximity. I love if they're friends, if they're enemies, if it's a single dad, if it's an age gap, if they're stuck together, I'm reading it. <laughs> It's good. It's so good. The other ones are just bonus at that point. Like, oh, it's forced proximity? Oh. What else? But, like, I'm already reading it, you know? I don't know. Well, what about you? Agreed. Um, That's a good one. Forced proximity is up there on my list. But if I had to choose, which I don't, why, why choose? This is what I would choose, you know? Why do I have to choose a trope? Um... I think I'm going to have to go with brother's best friend because similarly to like forced proximity, there's so many other, like give me a brother's best friend, forced proximity, a brother's best friend and enemies to lovers, brother's best friend, small town romance. There's so much that, in, that can be encompassed within a brother's best friend story that I feel like usually I'm getting everything I want within that one trope. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I get but, that. That's a definitely a newer one for me as I've been reading more contemporary romance. I used to really focus a lot on fantasy. So, I mean, that's just not really a trope in fantasy books. Like, I mean, yeah. it is, but it's not as big of a focus. What would you say are your least favorite tropes? So probably not ones that we talked about today. <laughs> Um, one that I feel like this is a common one. I don't love accidental pregnancy tropes, but I have read a couple that I do really love. Like yeah. Reckless by Elsie Silver is beautiful. Beautiful. Um, but I, agreed. Usually, usually they make me cringe and they make me cringe before they don't make me cringe. Yeah, and I feel like from a relationship standpoint, if that's the only reason they're getting together, 
that's what kind of bothers me of those books is, you know, how, how much of this, maybe it's too real life. It happens too much in real life and people are so unhappy. I mean, some people are, have beautiful lives and it works out beautifully. And that's awesome. That's kind of like one of my favorite books last year was Out on a Limb. And that book was an accidental pregnancy book, but it was so good. It was done so good. So yeah, I definitely have learned after Out on a Limb that it can be done in a beautiful way and to not just write it off because that was probably something I would have written off. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, another, hmm. Trying to think of another one I don't enjoy. One I don't enjoy would be Second Chance Romance. That one, I just, I have no desire to read a Second Chance Romance. I feel like they're all the same. I feel oftentimes the reason they split up was really stupid. And so it just ticks me off that they wasted a good chunk of their lives for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, someone thought they were doing something good for the other person, but didn't tell them about it. Yeah, it made them wonder for yeah, yeah, I agree. That one can rub me the wrong way sometimes, too. Yeah. I almost didn't read the seven year slip, because I had heard like, obviously, from the title, you know, some time has passed in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But do not let that deter you. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. And it's wonderful. <laughs> that's what I think too. I mean, obviously we love books. Um, but like we say, there are some things that we don't love in books and we say there are some, like some of our icks, but if it's done right, it's, it can still be so beautiful and like such a well-told story. So, um, you know, even these, these tropes that we say aren't our favorites or, or things like that. We still have books that we would recommend within those tropes, which is crazy. Books are just yeah, like wonderful pieces of art. Yeah, totally agree. And that's something I absolutely love about books is the ability to take the time to like appreciate someone's hard work. Like someone spent their time, their money, their hard, hard work to put this out in the world. And yeah, maybe I devour it in two hours and then demand a second one. Sarah J. Mass, how dare you not write the next Akatar book right now? But um, it's wonderful to like, read people's hard work. And even if it's tropes we don't like, even if it's the cringy, spicy scene sometimes. Because, you know, people use different words. So, you know, sometimes it's completely just... Ugh. when they say some words like you know channel or nub or something i don't know it can get pretty bad but we love the books anyways we appreciate the books we- anyways right emily yeah. <laughs> we do we still read them anyways yep yep so beautiful beautiful Total book nerds, but we love it. And I, we assume you guys are also book nerds if you're listening us talk about books for, you know, 40 minutes. It's totally a bookish nerd thing to do, but we're so glad you guys are here and listening. We love talking books with you guys. 
We hope you guys enjoyed some of the book recs. I know I love getting, you know, book recs from people that read kind of a wide variety of things because I also like to read a wide variety of things. But next week, we'll, we will be chatting about some of our favorite reads and kind of like the one star reviews that have been given to them because these books obviously are five stars. They obviously rock, but some people are haters and it can be really funny to read the Goodreads reviews. So we'll be doing that next week. It's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>